0: Content warning. Tone Deaf is rated explicit for mature content and strong language. Spoilers are in every episode, so if you haven't seen the shows we are reviewing, you can always check back in later with us. We'll be here when you get back.
1: Welcome to Tone Deaf, a theater nerd's guide for their musically challenged spouse. I'm Kay, a musical theater nerd. And I'm Warren. I'm musically challenged. Guess what day it is? Um, A day like any other day in Not 2020. Not like any other day in 2020, Warren. Today, the day that it's being released, is International Podcast Day. Molto bene.
0: <laughs> my brain struggled to find any phrase other than english that wasn't a curse i almost said some incredibly rude things in spanish
1: wait so you don't know very good in spanish muy bien well i mean no just d- like I said, my brain froze. <laughs> like I said, International Podcast Day, so uh y'all should show some podcasts some love out there. So how do you how do you say extra extra read all about it in some language that isn't English?
0: Or I should say American English.
1: I should have known that you were going to ask something like that so that I could have gone to my old Latin book and then pulled that out of my ass, but I couldn't, so you'll have to forgive me. I can't.
0: Uh, In due time. In In due time. time. I will
1: make room in my heart to forgive. (laughs) Can you find it in your heart to forgive me? That's from Footloose. Um, (sighs) Okay, I was going to (laughs) say, is that a show we've reviewed? It is a show that I have seen, but I saw it. Way long ago, you have not seen that version of Footloose. You've Um, seen the original, the musical. I've I've seen the one with bacon. I've been in the musical, and when we cover that, I'm gonna be. Anyway, we're not talking about Footloose today. Still talking about newsies. Still talking about newsies because the Broadway uh, film recording is available on Disney Plus. (laughs) Disney Plus. We're totally not a monopoly. We totally don't control 43% of the entertainment market. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, the stage version for Newsies is going to bring back the songwriting duo of uh, Mencken and Feldman. However, the script for this is from Harvey Firestein who Broadway folks will remember was Arnold Beckoff in the Torch Song trilogy, Edna and Hairspray. And then Warren will remember he was Yao in Mulan. And in Death to Smoochie, he was Merv Green. That's who you were thinking of last week. Ah, was Harvey Firestein. Ah, um He also uh, was the one who adapted The Wiz for TV in 2015. Oh. And um, then, you know, wrote the, the stage play uh, script for... Newsies. Cool. And this version, or this uh, show was workshopped in 2010 before a proper production in 2011 now it opened in 2011 at the paper mill playhouse in new jersey which is the only place in the theater world that still uses brutal child labor where children work 48-hour shifts toiling away at the grindstone to produce hit musicals and plays often getting paper cuts and losing limbs in the process good they deserve it i'm kidding about what goes on there but wouldn't that be fucking wild i'm I'm in the mood for some child cruelty so (laughs) i mean we are watching newsies (laughs) Joke, joke, I'm not a move for child cruelty. No, we're not. We here at Tone Deaf do not endorse child cruelty. Unless they really deserve it. I mean, everybody's been in a restaurant at some point where you're just like... See, I say that, but I was the kid who would test the acoustics. I would let out one scream, wait for <laughs> it to come back, and then be like, Okay, this has good acoustics. <laughs> 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 Marginally different than what I'm referring to, my dear. <laughs> I just, I, I just tune out children. It's what happens when you teach. <laughs> <Yes. laughs> I kid, I kid.
0: No, it's very, it's a very good point. It, it uh, along those lines, it remind me of because uh, my little sister when she was uh, uh, young young one, Mm -hmm. uh, she had a a particularly particularly, uh, brutal bout of the Terrible Twos, Mm -hmm. and uh, so I got pretty good at
1: tuning out some stuff. Yeah. So. Well, yes. This, like we said, though, no cruelty to children. No children were harmed in the making of this musical. I don't want to watch it now. (laughs) 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 So... Like I was saying, it opened in September of 2011 and then closed October of that year because it was a it was a limited run because they're trying out for Broadway basically. Disney, being Disney and remembering their bout with the movie, I'm sure was like, we're gonna make this a limited run on Broadway. <laughs> we're we're gonna see how this goes. And um, originally it was only supposed to run for 105 performances starting March 29th. It became much more successful. It actually recouped the $5 million it cost to mount the stage play in seven months, which is the fastest that's ever happened for Disney. Did it recoup the losses of the movie? Mm, I did not look that up. But <laughs> <laughs> but um, it, it, it very much was... It it was successful enough that Disney went, okay, no, we're going to make this an open engagement and let it run for however long. Um, and so, like I said, much more successful than the movie. Uh, the cast, the original cast of the Broadway show is notable for starring Jeremy Jordan, who, fun fact for you, was light in the concept album for the Death Note musical. Oh. And that's the only thing I think you'll know him from. (laughs) I actually, like, looked through his uh, filmography and his uh, theater resume and everything, and I'm like, Warren's not going to know any They're like, nope, nope, double nope, hell nope. Nope, 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 doesn't watch that show, nope, nope, nope. Um, And he's going to be in a Hallmark original called Holly and Ivy, which I'm assuming it's going to be a Christmas movie
0: holly and ivy if it's not a christmas movie that is some bad pun pun usage
1: i mean that's the thing that hallmark does it like the best
0: in air quotes yes is
1: uh, is christmas movies i remember just now that we're in an audio only medium <laughs> international <laughs> podcast day we're an audio medium <laughs> um and uh yeah they i don't know i'm i'm sitting here like, well, I mean, Jeremy Jordan is a talented actor, so I'm sure he'll be the good good thing in this movie. He doesn't look to be like one of the other four actors that they use. Or no, what's the joke? It's four actors, 15 titles, something like that, and you have one or you have Hallmark movies all share the same thing. Hallmark Christmas movies. I don't know. I'm butchering this joke, but you get the idea.
0: <laughs> I don't watch Hallmark movies. One, because we don't have cable, and two, because I have better
1: things to do. <laughs> <laughs> I will say that Hallmark Christmas movies are them, and the ABC Family original Christmas movies are some of the cheesiest fucking things, and they are so pl- they're so paint by numbers with their plots. But I would love to see a musical lampooning them. See, that's different. Being self-aware and criticizing and making fun of, but at the same time, you it's like, know... It's like the Sawbones Christmas special <laughs> they there <you> go. did. <laughs> that was so good. So, uh, he is going to be in the filmed stage version that we'll be watching today, but he had to leave the cast in 2012 to film the Smash TV show, and so he was replaced by his alternate, Corey Scott... or Corey Cott... I keep trying to say Cory Scott, but I keep... It's Cory Cott. What
0: was the TV show he left to do? Smash.
1: What's... ABC, I think. Okay. Okay. Yeah. The the show's just called Smash? Mm Mm-hmm. All right, then. Yep. Cool. Yep. We'll probably watch it at some point, because I never watched it. it. It was at the time period that I was like, eh, I don't have cable, and if I'm gonna watch TV, TV. Better be something that I'm really looking forward to, so... <laughs> um, this one, like the movie, does have some historical inaccuracies, um, however... <gasps> Le
0: gasp.
1: the The version of this that's licensed for uh, community theaters and stuff to do is actually more accurate than the Broadway or the movie because they do have roles for news girls, and some of the roles become gender neutral because cool. there were news girls at the same time as newsboys. It wasn't just newsboys, it was all of them. Um, musical version is going to be a little bit more historically accurate at the end, but just they're, they're five cents off. <laughs> <laughs> um, and there's going to be a few differences from the original to film to the stage adaptation, so keep an eye out for those when you're making your notes. I will attempt. No promises that I will catch things. <laughs> they, uh, they also had to mic the tables that they dance on during this, so that you can hear the tap dance solos, because otherwise, in the theater, they would have been drowned out. I like tap dancing. Yes, you do. I, I. I am very glad that you like tap dancing, and if uh, if Jeff from those guys over there can locate Bring in the Noise, Bring in the Funk, then that's going to be an extra special treat for you. I, that would be fan freaking M-hmm, Because I love that show, but I can't find it anywhere, and it's really good. It's really good, and I want to be able to do that for a Black History Month episode. It's I agree. Really good, but we're not talking <laughs> about. Well, <laughs> no, Newsies is good. It's just not bringing the noise, bringing the funk. <laughs> Nothing is. Um. <laughs> so, Christian Bale was asked actually asked about this. Uh, oh, yeah? He was he was asked if he was going to see the uh, filmed Fathom event when it went to theaters, and he was like, "Nah." Yeah, I figured he probably said, "Yeah, I'll pass." Yeah, and he said uh, that. Um, he basically was like, I'm not into musicals, but I wish them the best. And I'm sure the person playing the character I played exceeded whatever I did. So congratulations to them. <laughs> you know, at least he's uh, cognizant of his mm-hmm. performance.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, like I said before in the in the last one, he didn't do a bad job. No, like, it's he, just that's not
1: his strength. Yeah, it's not. Exactly. It's not his strength. Yeah. And uh, so this... Uh, ran on Broadway for a thousand and four performances, closing in 2014. Wow, and then there was a national tour from 2014 to 2016, and then this filmed stage version that was a Fathom event, so uh, kind of like the one that got canceled for Steven Universe the movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, it's it. This is going to be the one that we're watching. Uh, Some of the original cast, including Jordan, is going to be in this one, so that'll be fun. And this did receive a Tony for Best Choreography and Best Score, and won a Drama Desk Award for Best Choreography and Music, so definitely did better than the movie.
0: Okay, I'll have to wait, because I'm thinking about... Because between the movie and the music, you said the music is the exact same, right? No. There is
1: some differences there. Okay. Yeah, there's there's going to be some differences Okay. because it's a it's whenever you adapt something from a film to stage, I've noticed that um, in that transition often more songs will get added because in a movie you're having to kind of keep it to time limits that you can have multiple showings. Fair and stage shows generally you'll have like one show a night and then uh a matinee and an evening show on a saturday or if you're hail theater you'll have morning afternoon evening on a saturday so that's why you can have longer plays than in uh
0: film adaptations
1: adaptations and in movies in general because it's all about filling seats Except right now. Don't fucking <laughs> fill seats. <laughs> <scenes. laughs> Don't go to a thing right now. Do it online. Jesus Christ. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> yeah. For real. I, I love there's a theater up in Ogden that's a black run theater called Good Company Theater. And I really wish that it was closer than Ogden because they have basically like little... Chambers that you go into to watch the show, and so it's it's truly like you're separated from anyone else. They are truly social distancing their audience, and just set up multiple cameras and stream it. And yeah, then you can charge tickets, and yeah. then more people can watch it, and then people can still make money and pay their actors, and capitalism mm-hmm. can still do its thing. Yeah. Yeah, i I don't think good co- I think good company is full community theater. So they're they're kind of more for the art rather than for the filling the seats. Whereas some of the theaters, not naming any names, were like, oh, we're gonna reopen with yeah, wear a mask, but we're not really enforcing it, and oh yeah, we're gonna let everybody just sit right next to each other. Hmm. <coughs> exactly. Exactly. And then suddenly we've got COVID cases again, and then Utah's in a hellhole. Mm. I miss going outside. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's that's Newsies. And yeah, are you excited to see the stage version? I am, because like I said, I liked the last one,
0: and... Uh knowing that there's differences in this one mm-hmm. i'm curious to see what is
1: different what's changed what's better what's worse if yeah. i like this one more than the other one and it was it was fun watching uh some of the discussion in the discord about newsies because again i only ever saw the movie i never saw the stage version so then there's folks who've seen both and uh i think it was one clumsy bat saw the stage version before the movie and then can't uh, watch the
0: movie because i like the stage. Yeah, version better. And then.
1: Liz Wilcox and Ned had seen, Ned from Encounter Party had seen the uh, stage for, or seen the movie version first, and then saw the stage version, and I think Liz showed her husband Newsies, too, if I remember right. Last week's kind of a blur. (laughs) So, yeah. Are you ready for Newsies? I'm extra, extra ready. ready. Are you ready to seize the day? I'm ready to
0: slingshot a strikebreaker in the head with a pebble and uh, and get those newsies there. David versus Goliath. Yes.
1: Mm -hmm. All right, let's go. Hey, Warren. Hey, Kay. Do you know what time it is? Is it time to thank our favorite people in the whole world? Heck yeah. Today, we would like to thank our stage crew sponsor, Jasmine Wu. And our producer circle sponsors, Bianucci, Reagan, and Taylor Brandt. Thank you all so much for your support of our show. We truly appreciate it.
0: International Podcast Day is September 30th, and you can help spread the word. You may be asking, what can I do to get involved? It's pretty simple. Head over to internationalpodcastday.com and check the suggestions then use hashtag international podcast day to
1: join the conversation you can reach out and connect with other podcasters listeners and your favorite podcast hosts remember september 30th international podcast day a
0: day-long celebration of the power of podcasts
1: and now the lights are going down and the music starting back up so let's head back to the second act of our show Alright, babe. So, uh... What'd you think of this one versus the other Newsies? Who wins? Which dark night will rise? (laughs) (laughs) If I was going to subscribe to a Newsies paper,
0: it would be the extra, extra Newsies 2 edition. (laughs) Newsies
1: 2? Well, because it's the second one? Well, it's it's the Broadway. (laughs) It's It's not a sequel. Now, Newsies, the sequel would be a year later when actually no newsies the sequel would be anyways there <laughs> i don't need to i don't need to come up with a sequel for newsies we're not doing that <laughs> anyways before
0: Kay killed my I'm shitty job i was saying that i enjoyed this broadway version more than the uh 1993 uh 92 92 mm-hmm. yeah i like this a lot better than the film version mm-hmm. um And I did too. (laughs) I I think part of it was that the actor playing Jack Kelly could sing. Mm -hmm. uh, And act, holy fuck. He did a good job. He did a really good job. It was was a well done show. I found myself enjoying the music a lot more than I did in Mm -hmm. the first one. Yeah. I don't know if it's just... I don't know, then again, part of it is like, because like every time... uh, since since Jack Kelly is the main character mm-hmm. in the first show, all the scenes with him, anytime he'd be singing, just didn't work as well. Didn't pop, mm-hmm. you know? But with this version, that yeah. actor could sing, could act, you know, was uh, could dance, all that great stuff. So mm-hmm. he did a much better job of carrying those scenes yeah. Uh yeah,
1: and the scenes flowed better with the music.
0: The scenes flew uh, flew. Uh, bleh, 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 bleh. The scenes worked better mm-hmm. in this version, and I will say that I'm pretty sure this version was longer than the movie version. Yes, by at least a little bit, and it it didn't feel no longer.
1: No, because
0: we hit Act One, and I was like, oh, we're mm-hmm. already at Act you know Act One's done. I was quite surprised. Um, yeah, with, with the. Which I'm a I'm a huge fan of excellent pacing. Excellent mm-hmm. pacing for me is is really good, and this show hit it just yeah all A's on pacing. Like everything was just so excellent in the way that it was. Okay, we're here, we're here, we're here, we're here. Just
1: yeah, and I've noticed something from having our little uh, movie musical binge. Movie musical pacing isn't always that good. I don't know why. You I would, don't y- either. You, you would, would think that with the benefit of being able to edit all mm-hmm. of the footage,
0: you could get the pacing down to be uh, more um, concise. Yeah. Uh, however, you know, for whatever reason, in a, in some of the shows we've seen, um, you know, of course, most recent is going to be the, the sticking out in my mind the most, mm-hmm. this version, since everything was on set. It just seemed like they could transition between different parts of New York City and different characters. Yeah. In just a just a better way. Yeah. I don't know if it's just the the magic of stage versus film, where mm-hmm. you can just kind of have those transitional scenes where you can still have, you know, like like people um, occupying the same set but in different parts of the scene. You know, depending on the spotlight shining on or whatever, uh, your mm-hmm. attention's drawn to them. But the way that it you can move back and forth between these different characters yeah. occupying the same scene even though they're in different places within the city but the same music is still going on so it kind of keeps it all tied together and makes it just feel more <sighs> organic I mm-hmm. guess maybe it's even Oh aww, aww. being a whimper girl I think we may need to take a quick little pause cause maybe yes. she
1: needs to go outside she probably needs to go outside <laughs>
0: So let's get into it, shall we? Yes. All right. Newsies opens up like all good shows should, with homeless kids waking up before dawn to get to their jobs. (laughs) God bless the entrepreneurial spirit of the yesteryear's youngsters. Crutchy is explaining to Jack that he's got to get to the paper-selling spot first on account of his bum leg. Jack is like, that leg is gold, is a gold mine. You should be glad you're crippled. You get to, pe- you get to play the sympathy angle. In fact, how about we cut your leg off instead, so no one can say that you're faking it.
1: <laughs> Crutchy the ungrateful says, Nah, I'm okay with that. You know, I have to say. I'm really, like, from that moment, I was like, I like this better already, just story-wise.
0: Story-wise, the, just the way it opened up, you already have an immediate connection between Jack and Crutchy. Yeah. Because he talks about how, you know, yeah, we're family, kind of thing, mm-hmm. you know, because he, he's talking about leaving to go to
1: Santa Fe, he's like, yeah, you come with me, you know? anyway, Yeah, and so when, when it gets to the point where shit goes down with Crutchy, you have more of an emotional attachment, whereas... With the other movie, they kind of relied on the crutchies, a kid that's disabled. And this, it's like, hey, they're friends. It makes sense. They show more, like, because they talk about stuff in the show that they don't
0: show. Mm -hmm. But they show things that they don't talk about, like, in the movie version. So, like, you know, which we'll talk about. But, so... Crutchy the Ungrateful says no thanks to Jack, and Jack sings about Santa Fe and tells Crutchy he should come with him, because it's better to have a big life in a small town than a small life in the big city. Mm -hmm. And Latte is drinking some water.
1: I know about Santa Fe. I was in the desert. It was hard. Coyotes eat you. Did
0: you get all your water, Goober? I think that's a yes. <laughs> Crutchy gets kind of sad at the prospect of swimming and running in Santa Fe, since no matter where he goes, he's taking his bum leg with him. Mm-hmm. Jack is like, Eh, we's families. I has, uh, has I's ever lied to use befores? This era's got a lot of extra and unnecessary S's. <laughs> Jack and Crutchy rush to get ready, and we get the hustle and bustle of the newsies getting ready and singing about all the best places to sell papers. These young newsies say it's fine, it's a fine life because it beats begging or washing dishes.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Enter the penguins who distribute some refreshments <laughs> to the underprivileged youth. Is and it a- fish? <laughs> <laughs> regurgitated, yes. <laughs> Anyways, and they distribute some uh, refreshments to the underprivileged youth and ask when they'll see them in church. The boys reply that it's bound to rain eventually. <laughs> so I like that idea That's like they only go to church when it's raining outside. Mm-hmm. Speaking of which, Crutchy's bum leg is apparently magical and pre- can predict the weather. One of the boys is so impressed with Crutchy's weather predicting abilities that he insists they chop up Crutchy, place him into bottles, and sell him to people. <laughs> I may have taken that scene out of context a little bit, but spare parts talk aside, the newsies gather around to see what the headlines will be for today's paper, and they hope it's a graphic photo scene of violence! Because violence sells! Of course, this is in the era before sex sells. Well, I mean, sex still sells, but you can't it, it advertise good. sex like you can
1: violence. Well, I mean, there's some older newspaper clippings that when I was doing my... Research project in the eighth grade about uh, the horrible usage of stereotypes of Black people in advertising and made all my teachers uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, did see some other advertisements that made me go, "Huh, I thought you couldn't show ankles." <laughs> <laughs> Scandalous. <gasps>
0: their hopes are dashed however as the Delancey brothers open the gates to the paper factory the Delancey brothers are the jerk faces who work for the paper baron villain of the story turns out they also beat up striking workers for capitalism Mm -hmm. after paying after playing a uh, friendly chasing game with the Delancey brothers (laughs) or is it Delancey or Delaney Delancey I started with Delancey and then ended up with Delaney so we'll see how this goes the Newsy, After the, playing a friendly chasing game with the Delancey brothers, the Newsies line up to get their papers from Weasel who squeaks and squeals as the boys come in to get their papes. <laughs> the Paper brothers Les and David make their triumphant return as the newest Newsies on the block. Weasel tries to cheat them out of the papers they paid for but good old Jack saves the day by reminding Weasel that his nephews can't, 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 can't count to 20 with their shoes on. The brothers make a partnership with Jack after he claims his way, after he charms his way into the little brother's good graces by giving him some useful tips like act younger, pretend to be sick, you know, sales tactics. (laughs) The newsies with papers in hand set out to make a meager living on the mean streets of 19th century New York City. I love the little boy in this. The little boy in this. Oh my god! (laughs) My favorite character. He. He. It's like a not sad Gavroche, right? He was (laughs) so good. He. This little kid had so much damn energy Mm -hmm. in the singing parts. He was just giving it his all. Mm -hmm. I was. I. I just love this little kid. So fucking adorable. He is so funny and he had mm-hmm. some really great lines that I I didn't write down because time and mm-hmm. all that but he just was uh, like I feel like the show is worth watching just for him yeah like and- nothing against the kid in the movie version but mm-hmm. this kid was in a league all of his
1: own well in this version since it's on stage they can kind of be a little bit freer with some of the dialogue because like the little boy in the movie was s- still kind of innocent and didn't like go all hey i've got two girls i've got a girlfriend coming on a date with me for the rally scene and stuff like it's (laughs) he's about i've been swatting dames away all day yeah i fucking love that kid she's who she's a real plum yeah (laughs) like that's the movie missed so much characterization that you get with the stage play and Mm -hmm. i think part of that is the time that you're able to have on stage versus in a movie.
0: Fair. And I think also one of the things too is uh because the movie didn't do as well, mm-hmm. I think that the this is a great example of how they retooled it and made it much more successful. Yes. So yes. the the movie the movie had its good points. Mm-hmm. You know, as I had said before, it was very I felt like it was very non-offensive. It was very kind of average in general. Mm -hmm. Like, it's good, but it's not amazing or spectacular. Well, we see the interior of an office. A rich man's office. An evil rich man's (laughs) office. A paper-peddling rich man's office. It's Pulitzer, the Putz. And he's complaining about not selling enough papers. (laughs) You might like his name now that I'm going to go with. He's complaining about not selling enough papers while he gets his beard trimmed by a barber. Uh, let's see if I can pronounce this right. Oh, God. Putzler. <laughs> Putzler and his minions hatch a plan to raise the price of papers for the Newsies and give them a first-hand education in economics. Why? Putzler is so certain this is the right thing to do, not only for his paper empire, but also for the poor unfortunates, that he sings and dances about how he'll about how they'll thank him themselves for making them work harder for their minuscule living. Good old villain songs. Is is this is this how trickle down economics works, Kay? When you when you piss off your rooftop onto the people below them and tell them to be grateful?
1: Remember that picture I saved of the dog licking the cupcake <laughs> under a glass <laughs> underneath the glass table, table. yep <laughs> that's trickle down economics
0: anyways Putzler's song ends and we see the newsies on the street finishing up a hard day's work the-
1: a hard day's work
0: sorry <laughs> <laughs> the elder brother David is less adapted to selling papers than both his little brother Les and their new business partner Jack David laments about lying to sell papers and Jack tells him it's better than starving Which, man, Mm -hmm. Les is good at playing up the uh, sick little kid angle and is like, This is way better than school. (laughs) The gang splits their money with Jack, who is like, Hey, let's go grab some grubs and find uses a place to sleep and stuffs." (laughs) David is like, No, we need to go home to our loving family. A mother, a father, and a sister who is ripe for being a love interest to a charming street rat. (laughs) And Jack is like, Use uh, has as a family, Zays? And Les is like, of course. What poor, poor, sad soul doesn't have a family? What would that even be like? To be alone and unwanted. To have no one missing you when you're not around. Wondering if you're safe and when they'll see you again. It would be a dreary, dull life to not have a family. Huh, Jack? Jack? <laughs> Jack, why are you staring off into the middle distance with held back tears in your eyes? David fills in the exposition that their dad was a delivery man and got his leg mangled by a truck and was laid off for it. David insists that he and his brother only need to work until their dad is well enough to work, and then it's back to the school for them, so they can get better jobs and not have to live the life of a street rat newsie. (laughs) The boys invite Jack to dinner at their place, and Jack is like, Nah, nah, I gots other stuffs to do's, you knows, likes putting S's in places where they don't belongs. (laughs)
1: it's really hard to read some of these (laughs) did you write it in the (laughs) dialect? now you know how I felt during the February plays when I was reading those dialects
0: (laughs) however my dear you are far more talented than I (sighs) before Jack can limp away to cry in an alley did I mean to put limp Oh, well. i don't know <laughs> jack doesn't limp but apparently in my notes he does before jack can limp away to cry in an alley about how lonely he is he's spotted by the child napper snyder <laughs> who tries who, who tries to nab him jack and the brothers make a run for it the boys run into uh meta is that yes, right there meta okay. meta larks larkins meta larkin like a meadow lark see I couldn't remember the name of the bird, otherwise, I might have made a joke about that. But anyway. She does sing. She does sing. The boys run into Meta Larkin's place to hide. Meta is an old friend of Jack's and is like, Is Snyder after you again? Well, stay here and polish your poles to my dancing girl until it's safe to leave. We find out that Jack painted one of Meta's backdrops and is a natural artist. The brothers try to compliment him on his artistic skill, and Jack is like, it's just a bunches of trees, and seems to not want to take pride or enjoyment out of the talent that could be, uh, you know, something he could use to make money with. But it's not as cool as being a newsie, I guess? I don't know.
1: What I really liked about the change in casting here is it probably isn't this, but it kind of felt like a nod to uh, Patty's Troubadours that we talked about during Black History Month. The cabaret show. Yes. Yes. That's what it it reminded me of instantly, and I was like, they probably weren't thinking that, but I like this. Yeah. I like that they changed Meta to a black woman. Fetus. That was cool. I did like that, and and uh, yeah, and she did a great job. She was a good singer. And looking in uh, when I was like looking through cast list, that's a change that was made for the show. Like it, it instead of being. You know, Anne margaret it's cast a really talented black woman who can perform like she's a Patty's Troubadour type person. Like, they didn't say it that way, but, you know, that's what my brain went, was like, (laughs) oh, okay. It is what you choose to believe. It is what I choose to believe, because black theater history isn't talked about enough. I agreed. Anyways, Meta goes on to sing for her
0: patrons (laughs) while the boys watch from offstage. Meta sings about how well she's how well she's doing in life, which seems to be a sham since offstage she's like, the only thing I own is the mortgage. Mm-hmm. After Meta's song, we see Jack inquire about a woman sitting alone, and Meta sends him off to talk to her. This woman was seen in a was seen in a scene earlier, and I didn't mention it because I thought uh I just assumed that Jack would end up with David and Les's sister, like he did in the movie but it appears he's going to hook up with this reporter lady who is very, very not interested in his advances. She's a reporter for a rival newspaper, The Sun, and she's reviewing the show that, uh, that they're watching. Jack keeps trying to work his way in and is nipped back. He decides to then sing a little somber song and instead sketch the pretty lady, who ends up seeing the sketch, and her disposition immediately changes. She's probably like, Oh... He's a troubled artist. I bet I can change him. <laughs> it was funny watching her, too, because like, she's uh, uh, Catherine. Her mm-hmm. name will be mentioned later. But she's a great character. Mm-hmm. I liked how witty she was in yes. this. Because especially, you know, a in a male-dominated industry at any point in time, any woman who's trying to compete with men and be seen <clears throat> as an equal
1: mm-hmm.
0: kind of has to be a bitch. Yeah. Because... Guys are going to be misogynistic pricks and be like, oh, shouldn't Mm -hmm. you be in the kitchen making a pie or whatever? And she's like, I don't know. Shouldn't you be not fucking your dog? I don't. (laughs) Disney. (laughs) Uh, I'm the lady. You must be the tramp. Uh, Oh, my God. That kind of works for this. Lady (laughs) and the Tramp, with humans and newspapers. (laughs) Kay is silent laughing, so I'm going to go into my next note. Anyways... (laughs) The next day at the paper farm, the newsies get the bum news that the price has been raised for them to sell papers, 60 cents for every 100 papers. Jack tries to inquire, friendly-like, with Weasel about why the price is raised, and Weasel tells him he'll have to ask further up the food chain. The boys want to take their business elsewhere, but the other newsies tell them that all the other papers in town have also raised their
1: prices to 60 cents a hundred papers. At least wasn't sixty-nine. Hey, nice. Everybody's
0: dirty, and that's probably gross. Uh, I'm just saying. The face you made is just perfect because of you're the one who started that comment. So.
1: I hate that I can imagine it. <sighs>
0: curse my brain the issue of being a visual person (laughs) curse
1: my brain
0: (laughs) jack is on the war path and convinces the others to join him in forming a union with the helpful educated advice of david who is like okay okay use has to have no he doesn't do the use okay okay you have to do a b and c to be a union after which you can tell putzler to suck your d and the (laughs) And the gang sings about how the world, uh, how the world, the paper, of course, because the paper they work for is called the world.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: uh, will know their wrath. This part is actually, this part actually gave me chills and is sung really, really mm-hmm. well. I'll, like every single song part is so much better, <laughs> significantly better mm-hmm. in the Broadway version. Mm-hmm. I think it's just that they. I don't. I don't know. I don't know if if it's necessarily the talent or if it's the recording material because i mean it was they are, they are over 10 years apart they are um in 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 actually no it's 20 years apart yeah they're they're over 20 years <sighs> apart but and i don't know if it's like they had better recording stuff as well and if it's just maybe better talent like cuz there were good singers and stuff in yeah. the uh,
1: the movie version but everybody in this was just so spectacular. It's a difference in orchestration too, I noticed cuz like <sighs> orchestration-wise it sounded I don't know, it it popped more for me on yeah, stage absolutely. than in the movie. And I don't know because it's same songs but they had to change stuff for stage. They changed it in a good way, <laughs> and I can't English the, I can't I can't English the difference for you on why because I can't describe. It just had a certain insert French word. Uh, Je ne sais quoi. <laughs> I, I know that, but I was trying to be funny. But anyway, <laughs> I forgot uh, we don't say French words in this marriage. Uh, on I a, apologize. On a side note, fuck you, French. Uh, <laughs>
0: After getting all pissed off at the world, the gang is at a restaurant (laughs) toasting over water to their newfound endeavor. The group is talking about breaking into smaller groups to spread the word to all the other newsies in the city. No one, however, wants to go to Brooklyn because Spot Conlin is a scary gangster kid who runs the streets there. The sausage party is circumcised by a reporter lady... (laughs) that Jack had been sniffing around. Catherine is her name, and she's here for a scoop on a ragtag band of ragamuffins who are wanting to take on the most powerful men in New York City. They're ready to fight for their right to live a shitty life. Catherine is trying to make a name for herself and wants to break that glass ceiling in the paper industry. She asks for the exclusive interviews to the group's activities, and she promises to make it news. Jack tells her to meet them at the Circulation Gate in the morning and to bring a camera. Circulation Gate. That is a great and concise and to-the-point definition for what that place is called, where they go up and they get their goddamn papers. Yes. They never mentioned that in the other show. In and the I'm movie, s- yeah. so annoyed that my brain couldn't put it together that that's where they circulate. The papers. And there's a gate there. The circulation gate. (laughs) (laughs) It's okay, babe. Jack and Catherine have a quiet moment where she's like, So, tell me about yourself. Are you selling papers to pay for art school? Because you're a great artist and should be illustrating in the paper, not outside selling it. And Jack is like, moving in on Catherine, who is like, uh... I'm a serious reporter, and Jack is like, did Yuzah reads the scripts for the uh, shows Yuzah's in? It's, uh, Uza and is gonna be ended up together, Ziziziz. <laughs> and Catherine is like, that's a lot of S's. I need to go sing a song about writing this paper and how I'm totally not starting to succumb to your street rat charms. <laughs> the next morning, Zizz. the newsies is <laughs> The newsies are standing outside the circulation <laughs> gate, and some of them are starting to get cold feet. Jack tells Sizzles. David <laughs> Cold feet's Jack tells David's is, singses sings is some inspirations is into's the group's <laughs> See why I, be glad I didn't do that. <laughs> And David sings to the child soldiers to seize the day. Uh. The army of kid workers stand their ground as Weasel and the the Delancey.
1: Yes, Delancey. Because
0: I did. I did change it to Delaney as it went through here.
1: You were thinking John Mulaney and went John Delaney Uh, and then went...
0: (laughs) You know what? Who knows what the fuck my brain was thinking in the background while I was writing this. My wife's hair smells like coconuts. It does. Yes, it does. Your hair smells like coconuts and I want to eat it. Uh, Anyways... (laughs) weasel and the Delancey goons are like hey are you buying or are you just trespassing and some scabs come in to take papers to sell jack gives an empowered speech to the scabs telling them that they need to stand together so that they can change the game and make the rules better for all and uh and they have to do this for all the working boys and girls in the city Jack has natural, has a natural charisma buff and successfully <laughs> charms two of the three scabs into joining the strikers. The third scab, however, succumbed to the group's intimidation and
1: joins the strike reluctantly. So, that is because uh, the older paper boy is a bard. And he he used bardic inspiration think sees the day. I think most of these guys are bards because they all sing. Okay, so this is basically bombarded. (laughs) But...
0: (laughs) The Newsies then do a song and dance in where they destroy the world's papers and fight with the Delancey brothers, who were, like, way, way tougher in the Broadway show than they were in the movie. Mm -hmm. However, (laughs) numbers beat out the brainless brawn, and the Delancey goons are chased off so the Newsies can continue their uh, pirouettes, spins, leaps, and other choreography terms. (laughs) The song concludes with a photo being snapped of the Newsies as they strike a triumphant victory pose. The victory is short-lived as Weasel comes back with reinforcements, intent on teaching the Newsies a lesson jack lets out a war cry and the gang becomes embattled with the world's goons it isn't long however until the fuzz enters the fray the fuzz helped weasel and the goons keep the peace Lots of peacekeeping is being done. With fists and clubs, so much peace is being distributed among the Newsies. Mm. The Delancey brothers knock Crutchy to the ground, and Snyder, the child catcher, beats Crutchy with his own crutch Mm. before handcuffing him and telling the fuzz to peacekeep him away. Uh, Yep. The peacekeeping concludes with the Newsies fleeing. Jack has a lamenting ballot where he chides himself for the newsies getting their butts kicked and for crutchy getting caught. He then is like I wishes I could just flees to a magical lands where nothing's bads ever happens as Santa Fezes." <laughs> the song concludes Act
1: one. <laughs> <laughs> <coughs> <laughs> 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 oh.
0: I just would like to take another moment to talk about how much more I like this version than the other version. Seriously. I I was surprised. I could watch this version again. The yeah. other version, I wouldn't really want to, you know, unless to make fun of some of the stuff in it. I still laugh about the scenes where uh, 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 Jack Kelly in the movie would like randomly commit acts of theft, like stealing a horse. Yeah, know?
1: yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> 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 It, it feels like the Disney movie was trying to do a little bit of like, oh, look, he's he's a rough boy. And with this, it's like he's a rough boy with a heart. <laughs> and it's right away that he, you see he has a heart he's and a, a soft spot he's for the a, other kids. He's a rough boy, but he's, he's a,
0: got an artist's soul.
1: And again... You feel worse for Crutchy in this one than you felt in the other one, because Crutchy gets his ass beat in this one.
0: Crutchy has, I would say, a little bit larger of an empathetic role Mm -hmm. in this, because, you know, we see him right away, and it's like, oh, you're my brother, we're families, you know? And, uh, yeah. Plus, like, (sighs) I loved, uh, see, in the movie, though, I loved the actor that played crutchy yeah he did such a good job playing that role this yeah. guy did too but I just I am very partial to crutchy's delivery in the first one because mm-hmm. he yes uh, he's very much his heads this kind of attitudes like this <laughs> anyways. Act 2 opens up with chipper music and sad newsies sitting around a table looking defeated. Catherine comes in to be like, Good morning, boys! You all look sad and pathetic, but you made the front page of the sun! And the boys all equally squeal excitedly, and Catherine is like, I heard they took- Oh no, wrong voice. I heard they took Crutchy. Did they get Jack too? I'm starting to finally warm up to that street rat. <laughs> and the boys are like, nah, Jack gots away. And the guys all sing about being famous and being the kings of New York. This scene is one of my favorites because it's a tap dance number and mm-hmm. also uh,
1: spoons. It's a tap spoon number. Yeah, that's one of those like... the <laughs> It's no longer just being a triple threat in theater. Now you have to be able to be a triple threat plus something else. Plus spoons. In this case, spoons, <laughs> which I do not have. So I have a question for you. Are they special spoons? I mean...
0: <sighs> because I'm sitting here trying to think about how you get the spoons to <laughs> clackety-clack
1: together. Like, are they joined at the base or That's are they something loose? something I've never done Because any time that I would try to do percussion at the dinner table, (laughs) that would be a problem. But spoons is a type of percussion. It's more, uh, I'm trying to think of which genres you would more find. Street rat. Uh, Gutter,
0: dwelling, orphan, street rat. Working child, slave labor is the genre (laughs) for spoons music. Because you can't afford real instruments.
1: I don't. I, I think that you also get spoons playing in, like, uh, the bayou or in, uh... Basically so swamp like... people. <laughs> so Jesus So Christ. child slave labor or swamp people. And I think also cattle ranchers. So shit kickers. Shit kickers, <laughs> swamp people... And child slaves. And child slaves. <laughs> Those are the groups that encompass spoons playing. Yeah. <laughs> I can't play the spoons because I'm always out of them by the time I get out of bed.
0: <laughs> That's a joke about having energy to spend on activities. That's a chronic
1: pain joke. <gasps> but Oh, don't you mean a clack, clack? That's spoon noise. I don't have the spoons to do it. Well, I don't either. <laughs> We're
0: at a recording area. The
1: spoons are over the air. <laughs>
0: Anyways. The upbeat, excited number is brought low as we see Crutchy in the child... Jesus. Instead of refuge, I spelled refugee. So, Crutchy. Crutchy is inside of a child refugee. Wearing him like a suit. And while Crutchy is inside this child refugee, he's writing a letter to Jack talking about how this refugee is pretty shitty, and there's not a whole lot of elbow room, and it's difficult to write this letter, and also he's getting blood on the paper.
1: You know, is he gonna open like a tauntaun?
0: <laughs> he may smell bad, kid, but it'll keep you warm.
1: Anyways. That's so dark. I guess it's dark inside there, too. <laughs> well
0: depending on the size of the refugee that, Cr- that crutchy is stuffed inside of he might be stretching the skin thin enough that he can get some light through there you know like the window pane test with dough
1: <laughs> you've got to make sure you have the right elasticity in your refugee if you want to see through them <laughs>
0: oh boy this took a turn <laughs> Anyways.
1: Did we mention that we're in a weird mood today? (laughs)
0: 2020 has been one long weird mood. Anyways. Crutchy is writing to Jack about how crappy it is to be inside this child refuge. As Jack knows, uh, since he spent time here in an exposition moment that I neglected to mention in an earlier scene. But come on. (laughs) You all listened to the first Newsies episode, so you know that Jack spent time in a child prison before escaping on top of Roosevelt's carriage when Roosevelt came to visit the kitty jail. Anyways, (laughs) exposition aside. Baby jail. Baby jail. For babies. Which way to the baby war? (laughs) Anyways, Crutchy says that the guards are dicks, but the food ain't bad, mostly because he ain't been fed yet. Crutchy sings about how Jack said they were family and how he misses him and the gang and this letter and... Crutchy sings about how how Jack said that they were family and how he misses Jack and the gang and that this letter and song is cut short from uh, a guard telling him to shut up. I kind of shittily wrote that note, but we will move on because that scene was short. (laughs) The scene changes to Jack, reading Crutchy's letter and looking sad. Miss Larkin shows up to pay Jack for his backdrop painting work. She even gives him a pep talk about not running away. Larkin leaves as David comes in to be like, Jack! Jack! Where have you been, Jack? We've been looking for you. And David goes, and David gives Jack a pep talk to try and pull him out of his funk. Jack uh, keeps being a little bitch, though, about the situation. David, and Les, and, David, Les and Catherine are like, Do you need help finding your balls, Jack? <laughs> and Jack is like, I left them in Santa Fe. Yes, 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 yes. Jack shows them a political cartoon he drew that shows Putzler stepping on the newsies, and Jack says he won't put kids in any more danger. David reminds him that they're doing something that's never been done and it's bound to be dangerous. David and the other newsies want to hold a rally at Meta Larkin's place after
1: hours so no one misses a day's pay. I have a sudden thought. Uh oh. What is it about characters in Broadway musicals wanting to go off to Santa Fe?
0: The only two I can think of are Rent. And this. Yeah, that's enough. That's enough? To be a statistic for me. What if Rent... Why Santa Fe? <laughs> what if Rent was paying homage to Newsies with Santa Fe?
1: They're about similar times. Uh, maybe. Uh-huh. Maybe.
0: Uh-huh. Uh-huh.
1: Big brain galaxy moment. Maybe. Hmm. Possibly. Unfortunately, <laughs> we can't fucking ask. So yeah. there's that. We'll just say it is because no one can dispute us because... I need a time machine. That's
0: a dangerous game you're playing, Kay. It's a dangerous game.
1: I mean, Altering
0: the past can have repercussions on the future that you are not even aware of.
1: I'm not gonna alter the past. I'm just gonna ask.
0: That's altering the past. Maybe. If you pop out of a time machine to ask a dead person a question, they're gonna be like, holy shit.
1: Well, I'm not popping out of a time machine in John Larson's basement. <laughs> I'll pop out of a time machine somewhere else, then go over, be like, "Hey, this this line here. I, I I saw one of your workshops, and I was wondering about it." Well, what happens when you leave the time machine? Isn't someone gonna go and be like, "Hey, what's this telephone box doing here? That doesn't That's fit in the scene." That's why you hide it in a bush. I've had I've had a lot of time to think about my time machine. Apparently, <laughs> I should know better than to question you. I mean, look at why I want a time machine.
0: Okay, gestures to feathered dinosaur statues on their desk. No, okay, fair point. Mm-hmm. You like your dinosaurs. I mean, dinosaurs are awesome. Anyways, mm-hmm. this is not about time traveling or dinosaurs. This or is about the Newsies strike in nineteen no, eighteen ninety nine. Someone wanting to go to Santa Fe <laughs> and want to go to Santa Fe, David, Les, and Catherine sing <laughs> some inspiration into Jack, and the scene changes to. Still Catherine, but she's in Putzler's office and hearing them talk about the newsies. Putzler is asking the fuzz. No, actually, I realize now it's the mayor asking the mayor to send in the fuzz to break up the rally. And the mayor is like, we can't. The brothel is private property. And Putz is like, what if it's organized by a criminal? This Jack Kelly is an escaped thief. Isn't that right, Mr. Snyder? And Childcatcher Snyder comes out to tell the fuzz about Jack's rap sheet. However, the gods of capitalism are kind to Putzler, and the scene and the secretary comes in to be like, Hey Jack Kelly is here to see you And Jack comes in all suave and shit to be like, Hey Joe, a few hundred of your employees and eyeses are havins is a rallies, and we'd likes his years to comes and talks to the fellas directly like And Putzler <laughs> is like That's way too many S's. I have no idea what you're saying. No, I think I shall not be doing that. In fact, you're going to speak against the rally on my behalf, or you'll go back to kid jail, and your friends will all suffer the other implications of death and hardship. Putzler tells Jack that no paper will cover the Newsies' strike, and if it's not in the paper, then it never happened. It's also at this time that we find out that Catherine
1: is
0: (gasps) Putz's daughter. Dun, dun, dun. Who saw that coming? Not me. Oh, I totally did not see that coming at all because this character had a dick in the movie version (laughs) and was not at all related to Putzler
1: that's that's true that's true
0: yep and it also means that uh, the sister you know is of the sister of the brothers don't exist not there anymore we don't even see the parents nope how do we know that they're real or maybe they're fabricated maybe it's just a story that the boys are telling themselves the, they'll wake up one day they'll wake up one day less they're just sleeping they're just
1: taking a really really long nap with a fly blanket We have gotten so dark in this episode. (laughs) Holy
0: fuck. Jack is taken away by the Delancey brothers who put him in a five-star storage room. (laughs) Who put him up in a five-star storage room, complete with an old printing press for a bed. Jack gets upset and cries about his predicament. Predicament? (laughs) i can read words that i wrote
1: i thought that was some utah dialect that i didn't know about
0: (laughs) i see what you have here is our predicament
1: we're gonna go down to arm (laughs) hurricane uh we will climb a mountain (laughs) mountain hey (laughs) i worked very
0: hard to cultivate my midwestern accent don't don't dissuade me from you and me both (laughs) Anyways, goddammit. it. Okay, Jack. <laughs> Jack gets upset and cries about his predicament. He, uh, will he betray his friends? Uh, will he betray his friends and the cause, or will he stay true to the cause and his friends get killed by Putz's goons? Find out next time on Newsies Two. <laughs> Last time on Newsies Two. <laughs> Jack went to confront Putzler, but found the tables turned on him. Backed into a corner, Jack will be forced to betray his friends or lose them forever. Anyways, (laughs) we see the Newsies of New York all gathering together at their rally. We finally see Spot Conlon, and he's not Irish like he was in the other show, which kind of makes me sad. All the Newsies (laughs) are like, where's Jax's?" And they start chanting, Jaxes! 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 <laughs> and David is like, hey, I'm here to distract you from the fact that Jack is nowhere to be found, and he's supposed to be our leader and whatnot, and I don't want y'all to panic or riot. And he kills some time until Jack shows up, and quickly dashes the hopes of the fellas by being like, hey's, no matter how long's we have hold out, putzlers can holds out longers. Jack continues trying to sw- to say that if they disband the union, Putzler won't raise the price on papers for two years, and he'll even put it in writing. The Newsies erupt in anger and shove Jack into Putzler's goon, who hands Jack money right in front of everyone, and now they all know that he's a no-good, dirty, backstabbing sellout of a Newsie.
1: I kind of like that better though than the whole. I kind of thought that was stupid. Like uh, the, and I'll I'll, I'll tell you why. I just thought Mm -hmm. it was dumb. Just
0: because, like, if you are the kind of crooked bastard who's going to like orchestrate this type of thing, Mm -hmm. you would try to pay the person that you're bribing slash threatening without people seeing it because it's all your. Because if you're trying to manipulate this group of people into disbanding the union by. Overtly showing that you bribed their leader, I feel like you run the risk of just making them all even more pissed off and they'll find either a new leader or they'll continue, you know, uh, uh, striking. I feel like that that was... I I didn't... Like, I I think for time and for the show, it had to be done.
1: But as far as a plot point, I feel like that is dumb. Maybe. The other thing that they could be thinking is that instead it would be demoralizing to actually see it with their own eyes that, And
0: That's fair. Yeah. That's fair, but I just think that just these people, these kids who are already pissed off and angry mm-hmm. and in revolt, if you flaunt it in front of them, I feel like you're more you like you that's what I mean by f- you run equal parts of either yeah. getting your way or making the strike go longer. Whereas if you act with subterfuge and just have their leader be like, no, we gotta break it. We gotta disband it. Mm-hmm. No, we're done. And they don't know like they can suspect, but they don't see him going, Here's your bribe money. Mm-hmm. You know, then they don't necessarily know for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but the fact that they see him get the money, mm-hmm. they're just like, Ah, he's a sellout kind of thing. And because David was still there, it kind of mm-hmm. reminds me of the. And this is actually something I liked better in the film version, I will say, is mm-hmm. that when we see Jack betray the group getting paid, mm-hmm. David is still like, Yeah, you were the front man, but they were my words. It was my yeah. ideas, kind of thing. I He's do not like miss I don't, that I don't you know, we don't need you. We mm-hmm. can do this ourselves. Mm-hmm. I did like that there was that element of the cause can live without you. You are mm-hmm. not the cause, you are a part of the cause, kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. And so I did like that aspect of the film over the the show. Mm-hmm. However, you know, it's just like I said, the show still the Broadway version is still uh, better, vastly superior to the film.
1: Yeah. I think that with the bribing thing as well. It's kind of a nod to the historical stuff because it was very obvious he got bribed. Ah. And so and when he obviously got bribed, that started disbanding the newsies because they started fracturing and being like, "Well, blah, 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 blah. well, he was. Who do we f- go to now? Well, you're not as charismatic of a leader." Blah, 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 blah. So, but in
0: regards to like the quote-unquote historical relevance, because in the mm-hmm. movie they realize that Jack betrayed them when he shows up at the distribution gate dressed mm-hmm. in nice clothes holding paper yeah. and it's very obvious ha we have him now mm-hmm. he's working for us whereas this he betrays them at the rally versus and, like out in the streets like going to be a stab yeah. and still delivering papers so the dynamic there is kind of different one mm-hmm. is a more public spectacle with you know mm-hmm. people not part of the uh uh not part of the strike seeing it mm-hmm. whereas when you do it at the rally it's just the people part of the strike and mm-hmm. the strike supporters but anyway I'm focusing way too much on a part that doesn't That that's, mm-hmm.
1: yeah, it's fine anyway, anyway anyway, I can see why they did it I guess is my thing I can see why they go that route for both a historical reason and also a you know they, they... well that's what I mean by the historical part though because you said that it was uh,
0: that people did think that Kid Blink Kid Blink I was going to call mm-hmm. him Blinky
1: because that's all their names. Anyway. Yeah, he had, he had, it was either that he scabbed or that he got bribed, but like they knew he did. And it wasn't at the rally, but it also wasn't like a, oh, they go to get their papers and he's there selling papers. It was something else that was kind of an obvious, oh, you got paid off got and you. now you're not. And so, and then that led to them attacking him.
0: And so... Tearing him limb from limb and throwing it into the Hudson. Basically. I
1: mean... (laughs) (laughs) So to this day, if you listen quietly,
0: you can hear the rustling of newspapers.
1: It's one of those things that I can see the reasoning behind adults paying off a kid in front of the other kids because they're going, they're kids. They're either going to get angry, and then we'll just break all their little limbs, or... Because, <laughs> I mean, they would have no qualms about bashing the brains in of a kid. They'll make more. Um, <laughs> or it's like, or they'll just get disheartened and split off. They don't ever think that, oh, well, our guy that we bribed will have a conscience, or stuff like that. they That's not how the uh, folks that were in charge think. Fair. Gotta give yourself some colonizer brain.
0: I already have colonizer brain. You know how terrible I am. Anyways, the group disbands in anger and disappointment without kicking Jack's ass for some reason. Jack flees to the rooftop, I think, where he is uh, cornered by Catherine, who's like, Hey, I'm not a backstabber. I didn't lie. You just never asked who I truly was. And Jack is like, I guess. (laughs) Gah! Goils, (laughs) And the two of them touch faces. I guesses. (laughs) I guesses. Comes over here, so let's touch the faces. (laughs) And they do. They touch faces. Uh, After their hormones subside for a moment, Catherine gives Jack her article that she wrote and is like, We can get this out and show people how children are being taken advantage of all over the city, and it's bad and wrong and needs to stop. And Jack is like, I is of a printing presses that will have's I thinks, uh, being to our uses. Are you okay? All those S's. I know, and it, it makes the lines sound absolutely stupid, but <laughs> I've committed this far.
1: This is the P jokes all over <laughs> again. <laughs> yeah, you're right. There's too many S's. Anyways,
0: okay, 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 okay.
1: The title for this episode was going to be Newsies Rises. Now it's going to be Newsies 2 Too Many S's. Fantastic.
0: (laughs) Newsies Returns' with Too Many S's. (laughs) Anyways, Jack is like, I knows of a printing presses that no one's will thinks of us usings, mostly because it makes us shitty beds. Catherine... (laughs) Catherine is like, what are we waiting for? And wants to rush off. But Jack is like, I knows it's not out yet, but there's this movies in the futures called Aladdin's with this <laughs> poor street rats and this beautiful young rich princesses who lies about who she is and the twos of them falls in love. And the street rat knows he's not like riches and riches enough to be with hers we, we kind of have that situation going on and I'm worried that we're going to get my heart's broken. And the two sing to each other and then face-touch some more. So, <laughs> so in that scene, he's basically just like, I'm not dumb. Goyle's like you don't end up with guys like me. And then she basically gives this whole thing of like, yeah, I didn't
1: think I'd end up with a street rat either, but I actually <laughs> like you. And he's like, really? And yeah. even if we don't end up together, we'll have tonight. <laughs> sort of thing. Is that what she says? Kind of. That's the gist of the song. It's like, even if we don't end up, even if this is, ends later, we've got now mm. to think of. And it's like, <sighs> I know
0: he's talking about he's worried about tomorrow because like things are going good for them now, and then he's mm-hmm. worried that when this is all over, she'll just leave. Yep. But anyway, Catherine leads the group down to the cellar where the old printing press resides. Catherine brought friends Darcy, whose father owns the tribute, and uh, some other guy whose father owns another paper
1: William, Hurst, Hurst, blah, blah, blah. William Randolph Hearst's son. Fuck trophy. Bill. Uh <laughs> Yes.
0: So, and, st- and these rich kids are in it to help the poor working kids of New York. The group gets uh, the plan. Sorry, the group gets the plan set in motion and prepares to print out Catherine's story so it can be distributed to the city. The gang sings once and for all, which is a good song and is better in this version too. Catherine sneaks away, saying she has an important man to see. I wonder who it will be. Uh, checks notes from the previous show. Oh, yeah, Roosevelt. <laughs> the next scene, the phones in Putzler's office are ringing off the hook, all with people who want to tear off Putz's head. People who are who people are not working. They're calling the mayor, the police. People are pissed. Jack comes in and is like, ha, 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 ha. Got yous by the balls, huh, Joe? And here's your money's back. We then see Catherine, the mayor, and the governor, Roosevelt, come in to be like, You're fucked, Joe! (laughs) Like, fucked! So you had best eat some crow
1: now before you're in the middle of a Senate investigation for your shady business practices. You can eat crow because the Migratory Bird Treaty Act hasn't passed yet. (laughs) Nerd! Yeah. Which I love, by the way.
0: <laughs> love you. <laughs> love you. Hey, okay. Uh. 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 Yeah. So you're fucked. You're fucked. Yeah. Eat crow. Uh. <laughs> eat a dick. It makes its own <laughs> gravy. <laughs> Putzler asks to speak to Jack alone, and the others clear out of the office, but not before Roosevelt gives Jack some advice: keep your eyes on the stars and your feet on the ground. You can do this. And Jack and Putzler come to terms. Putz will reduce the price raised on the papers by half and will eat the costs of any papers not sold. Jack then goes to the balcony to tell the Newsies that they've won, and Roosevelt gives the youth of the day an inspirational speech about how the future is in good hands. And uh, so one thing I did like about this scene, because I felt like this scene... (sighs) was so much better in this version mm-hmm. than in the movie. In the movie, it is played up to be much more of a spectacle because, yeah. like, Putzler is like, oh, the noise, ah. Like, he's like, he remi- like I said, he reminds me of the fucking Grinch from yeah. How the Grinch Sold Christmas with the noise, 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 you know, mm-hmm. when he's doing that thing. He's like, oh, make them stop, make them stop. Ah. And uh, it's just, I d- thought that whole, part was stupid, you know, and mm-hmm. just really, uh I don't know, played up. Mm-hmm. But anyway, in this it's much more, um I don't want I don't want to say a meeting of equals, but it is a it is a enemy general surrendering with terms kind of thing. Yeah. And it's it's done much better because he tells it's just him and it's just uh a uh, putzler and uh jack's. jack jacks by themselves and putzler tells him i can't take i can't reduce the price on papers he's like i'm sorry i can't and jack is like hey no you got to save face you know i'm young but i'm not stupid kind of mm-hmm. thing he's like he's like so he's kind of like but let's let's work this out kind of thing and he says i'll reduce the price by half and then Jack is like, and you'll you'll buy back any papers we can't sell. And at first, Putzler wants to be like, that's ridiculous. What's to stop a newsie from grabbing a hun- thousand papers? And my costs are going to go way up kind of thing. And then Jack's like, what newsie's going to haul around a thousand, break their back hauling around a thousand papers? Mm-hmm. You know, best, you're going to get people who might take a few extra papers. And then if they sell them, that'll increase your circulation kind of thing. And mm-hmm. then then you get this moment with Putzler being like, huh. Mm -hmm. that's a good head you got on your shoulders kind of thing. Like you see, and it's cool because he's defeated, but then he has this re-evaluating of his his, uh, combatant and kind of like, rather than looking down on this kid the whole time like he has, he sees him with some respect. Like, ah, you got some good business sense kind of thing. And so it's cool to see that dynamic rather than just, ha-ha,
1: we have won and you have lost. No! It's a very pragmatic ending. Yeah, And yeah. I prefer that to just... I mean, you know me. I prefer that to overly happy, unrealistic endings. Because it's kind of like, well, the overly happy, unrealistic ending isn't going to actually do anything at the end. Like, oh yay, you won, but what's the... Like, but at what cost? At, or, well, not that. But or how? How's it sustainable? Yeah. With this, it's like okay, there were some losses, but there were some wins, yeah. and you gotta take what you can get. There's a happy middle ground, <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. And gotta be pragmatic yeah, about shit. And it it was just
0: handled. It was handled more adult, and I mm-hmm. and I mean it just in. I don't know. I don't mean it in like naughty adult, but no. Just but it was,
1: was handled more adult. Yeah, and I appreciate that. Hey Disney, see this? Y'all can do a movie that doesn't talk down to your audience. Ha ha! We'll do whatever we goddamn will want. Kay? Y'all did ha. it on Broadway. Ha, ha. Y'all did it on Broadway. No, no, my power ha,
0: ha. it's fading. Ha ha! Just kidding. I still control forty-three percent of the entertainment market.
1: Suck it! Ha ha! Fuck
0: you, mouse. <laughs> <sighs> We're some decon when we need it. Anyways, right. uh, anyways, Putzler offers Jack a position as a political cartoonist, and Jack is like, Naz, I's best be going to Santa Fe's, since I've been singings and pining's over this entire shows about goings to this places that I's never been's. All of his friends and Catherine come over to be like, Shut the fuck up. <laughs> You ain't leavin', you's gots no reasons tos, your friends are his, Now nah, your family's is his, plus this rich is hotties who wants to kisses your face. I mean, who's, <laughs> who else you gonna find to touch lips with your dumb ugly mug? <laughs> Catherine's like, yes, and the two touch faces some more. <laughs> and Jack decides to stay a newsie in New York. The scene ends, and we get a lot of paperboy pirouettes, kicks, and flips, accompanied by the curtain call. The end. And (laughs) what I will say, though, too, is I feel like uh, uh, the chemistry between the... Well, for one, the love interest in this version Mm -hmm. has a lot more depth than the other one. Yeah, The sister in the other show, while she was a positive, reinforcing figure for Jack to be like, oh, well, what about this? Or you could do this? Or what about... Th-? Yeah. You know, she she was a positive individual. Uh, she was just there to kind of be a cheerleader. Yeah. More or less. She was just there to be a cheerleader. She didn't have... A more hands-on role, yeah. Where having Catherine be the love interest and also the reporter, yeah, gave her a much more uh, important role, absolutely. And so I do like the combining of those two characters to mm-hmm. give us what we have, yeah. And but also just the the banter and the writing and the dialogue was. Mm-hmm just so good in this version yeah like after you know the the newsies get their victory and everything and they just go back to work because weasel's like oh you're gonna do this or whatever and so people are in line getting their papers and that's mm-hmm. when jack and Catherine have their you know because she basically tells him well this sounds rude but i want to be like i'm a woman in night in 1899s america so wherever you go I'll go. Mm -hmm. Kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And Jack's like, oh, well, if I know that you're going to go wherever I go, I guess I'll just stay here. Yeah. But then they're like, hey, Jack, are you, you know, I can't remember what they tell him. Are you working or not? And he's like, I was busy, you know, Mm -hmm. just the I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how to put it into words that don't make me sound like a gibbering idiot. Uh, (laughs) Welcome to my life. (laughs) Other than everything about, well I shouldn't say everything because I do have mild criticisms just comparing the film to the uh, mm. stage version but overall the stage version, music choreography, acting
1: mm-hmm.
0: singing, everything was better in that yeah. respect there were some story beats that I kind of liked more in the film version but the, the pacing of the stage show was so Good. Yeah, and I just, just really liked it. Yeah, it was it's, good. It's better. I like
1: it. I like it too. Like it. That's not too bad. Sorry, it's uh, a, it's actually a Robocop reference. Yeah, I, I just was looking at the thing and seeing what's Future K gonna have to do with that. Future K will be fine. <laughs> Future K. Future Kay to the rescue. Anyway. <sighs> so what are your, do you have any other thoughts you want to add, Kay? I, I just, I really enjoyed it. And I realized how much I miss watching shows on stage. I am just. the <laughs> After having done movie musicals for the last month and know, a half. I get really, I just, every time we watch a
0: good, mm-hmm. a good uh, uh, Broadway recording, it just makes me more and more pissy that mm-hmm. more shows don't do that. Yeah. Like, I, I get it. You want to put asses in the seats. There's mm-hmm. people who say that, oh, well, live theater is nothing, you know, watching it is nothing like being there live. I've been to a few live shows, and you know what? My blind ass prefers to be able to see professional cameras mm-hmm. get close-ups because mm-hmm. I ain't going to see it from my seat. <laughs>
1: oh, God, now I'm talking like a new, the, one of the newsy New Yorker kids. <laughs> but no, I agree with you there because um, when I was a kid, if I if we couldn't get to the front row, I mean, you, I have Coke bottle lenses, so it's like, if we're not at the front row, I can't see what's going on either. You, you just so see like, movement and color. I see movement and color. And so it's like, it, it, sometimes I just see color and don't <laughs> even see the movement, depending on how far away I am. Like, when I first saw Cats, I had to have opera glasses, because otherwise I wouldn't have seen any of it. That's how far away we were. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I just had the most glorious mental image of cute
0: as fuck (laughs) little K sitting up in this balcony with these opera glasses watching cats. And my heart just went... I guess I should say
1: they were the opera glasses, but they were like holding... They were tiny binoculars, but we called them opera glasses so that I could see.
0: But I love that. I love the thought of that. (laughs) Oh, my God. That's such a cute mental image.
1: Okay. (laughs) Anyways, (laughs) Anyways, yeah, thank you. <laughs> but yeah, that's I I agree with that. I I think that that hey, you're cute as shit. I'm glad you agree with me. <laughs> <that. laughs> I, I I mean more that I agree with the uh, it it really grinds my gears that there's not enough accessibility. Like I'm really glad that we have the shows that we have. Pro shots of, but I want more because more. you know we're getting back into the swing of. Regular stage musicals now and a lot of them are gonna be I'm gonna have to be looking for the best quality because a lot weren't pro shot and that needs that that needs to stop which there is one theater in town that's uh, releasing stuff digitally and that's Salt Lake Acting Company. And they're doing, slack. like, digital tickets and stuff for... See? Go yeah, Slack. Yeah. Slack is getting on Slack it. is fucking awesome. And, in fact, they released another digital short as well for, you know, their 49th and a half season. So, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I... I don't know. This, this made me miss seeing the stage shows. I'm glad that we're getting back into those for Spoopy Month and beyond um, before we move into the last of the bad movie musicals but oh. that'll be huh. oh god oh god i just realized we're saving those for november aren't we possibly yeah oh god we'll see so we
0: get to have an election and some <laughs> shitty movie musicals <laughs> I'm so glad Cyberpunk 2077 is coming out in November. It's gonna be like,
1: it's gonna be like the one thing I'm gonna be looking forward to in this maelstrom of shit. Well, I mean, uh, I still want to cover one good movie musical in November with our good friend Rockland. But (gasps) yeah, but. We will have to also cover bad movie musicals, but maybe we can push them to December and end the year off with a whimper. <laughs> <laughs> and then take a break in January so you can compile who gets to be bail-fired. <laughs> oh. Yeah, you yeah. gotta start prepping. Yeah, start prepping for you the stop You gotta start prepping. Okay. All, All right. right, so are you ready for... We have. Uh, we have... We have we have tangented enough. We have tangented enough. Are you ready for what is going to start off Spoopy Month? I don't know <laughs> what will start off Spoopy Month. So it's one that we act- <laughs> It's one that we actually... <laughs> And here comes Latte. <laughs> it's one that we actually have seen. So this will be an interesting recording. <laughs> yes it will. Because it's been how many months? <laughs> Since we I don't saw know, twenty twenty has been its own decade, so <laughs> <laughs> It was it was towards the start of quarantine that we saw this one. Um but it was a one-night-only engagement, so we had to watch it and write out all of our notes and pray that we'll remember from what we read.
0: So this will be an interesting episode for We're... the first round of Spoopy Month. You could say it is a necromancer's event we are pulling from the dead musical that we watched earlier in the year.
1: And that musical is alive! The zombie musical.
0: (laughs) Zombies.
1: Zombie. 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 I can't sing the cranberries. Zombie. Zombie. You do it better than I do. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, yeah gonna be covering zombie which we watched in like may or april <laughs> it's, been a year. it's been a year so <laughs> thank you all so much for listening thank you all so much for joining us we hope that you had an enjoyable international podcast day and that this uh i know we did <laughs> that this brightens your international podcast day a little bit um be sure to uh check out All of the amazing shows on the Cast Junkie Discord server that we are a part of that you can get to through our website, tonedeafmusical.com. Well, we have links to all of our wonderful social medias. We have our Facebooks,
0: our Instagrams, our Twitters, as well as they link to the Cast Junkie Discord server where Kay and I have our own Not Safe for Work channel. Please feel free to drop in, say hi, share photos of your pets, talk about whatever, including musical theater, and you can tell me that I'm wrong, and you can say,
1: hey, Kay, you should sing more. Speaking of singing more, if you leave a review on iTunes, I will sing that review on the show, as seen with our last Newsies episode. Do it! (laughs) If you,
0: my wife won't sing for me, but she'll do it for you.
1: I will sing for you. I've sung for you recently. She doesn't sing enough. <laughs> it will make me sing more. It will make me sing more. It
0: will make her sing more.
1: <laughs> so yeah, if 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 you liked us, if you want to help us out, please leave a review. Please share. Um, the five star reviews help. We don't know how, because I don't understand algorithms. Also, if you mention latte in your review, latte will get cookie. Yes, and that is a promise that we will keep mm-hmm. every time. Yep. Uh, and let's see, what else do we need to do? Oh, Patreon. If you want to go above and beyond, you can support us with our Patreon, uh, that's Tone Deaf Musical, or go to our Tea Public store, Tone Deaf Musical. Uh, we also have a shop on our website, com. I'm sensing a theme here, Kay. Yes, I went Tone Deaf Musical for every fucking thing. Good. I snagged that shit. <laughs> 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 anyway. <laughs> Until next time. That'll be it for this week. Thank you so much for listening. I'm Kay. I'm Warren. And this has been Tone Deaf. Should we get a bucket bucket? Yeah. Can we take some chicken? And